0: Welcome to Harvest Birth Stories, where we support mamas pre, post, and during birth. My name is Sophie Grace, and I will be your host for this podcast. We want to share empowering birth stories across the United States and beyond, and encourage mothers all around the world to feel proud and empowered by any story that they may have experienced. Let's get into the podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I've had it recording this whole That's time. That's great. Okay. Um just to begin, hello. Hi, Beth. Hi. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you guys do and I mean basically just give us a whole life story from birth, but no, I'm kidding. Oh, you want, <laughs> from your birth. You want
1: like my mom's maiden name, my social yeah. security.
0: Yeah, all of it. No. Okay.
1: No. <laughs> um I'm Beth. And I am married to my husband, Tyler, and we have a three-year-old daughter, Lakin, and a crazy lab mix, Daisy. She's five. I love her. She's nuts. Yeah. But That's why we love her. Yeah. Yep. Tell us a little more about yourself. Oh, well, I'm a teacher. I teach yeah. first grade um, here in Wapton. and my husband works in law enforcement, so that's fun.
0: mm Mhm. Mhm. All the time. All the time. It's mm-hmm. just so exciting. Yeah. So that's, that's us. And when did, when was your wedding? 2018. 18. 18. Old. Ah, uh, so yeah, I did their wedding. Um, after you guys got married, how did you kind of decide when and if you wanted to have children? And I guess how did that come about?
1: Yeah. Well, Tyler and I had been together for, like, was it nine years before we got married? So I was ready to have babies, like, immediately. (laughs) And Tyler was not ready to have babies immediately. (laughs) So we met in the middle and we waited, what, like six months? I don't know. A little bit. We waited a little bit. And, yeah. So we compromised and we waited. It was, like, six months, Mm -hmm. I think. Which I appreciate now in hindsight. But
0: pretty much And did you guys have any like fertility issues or anything like that no did you conceive pretty well
1: no we started um trying or like not not trying i Mm. guess actually let's be real we were trying because pulling the goalie here's the deal i'm a charts and graphs person so like (laughs) i cannot be a person that like doesn't i'm i'm all in so we started in started trying in like february i want to say Um, and then I bought like all the ovulation strips and all the things because I like charts and graphs and more and And science. So I started peeing on all of the sticks and I think, so we got pregnant in May. So like what, three months? Yeah. Four months. Yeah. So pretty standard.
0: Yeah. Did you, how did you find out? Like how was your, like, what was your first initial, I guess, hint to maybe. That I might be pregnant? Yeah.
1: Well, again, I like to pee on sticks. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> every month that we tried I was convinced I was pregnant and then I would be on the sticks and it was no um and my first like symptom though was my face was so I woke up one day and my face was so oily mm. and I was like not an oily person so I like I was like why am I all wet and then I weird. realized it was just I was like a greasy mess that's
0: weird and I was
1: like that's I've never heard anyone say that no it happened to me one other time since Having Laken and I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> like I'm not pregnant. But I it wasn't, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But that was the first thing I was like, oh, that's weird. But when you're like in that two week wait and if, if you are like trying to get pregnant, everything feels like a symptom. Right. So I told myself I wasn't going to pee on a stick too early because it's a, it's a cycle once you start. And I told myself it was like Memorial Day weekend. And I was like, I'm not going to do it till Monday. Don't want to ruin your weekend. Yeah, ruin the weekend. And I think that was like maybe the day of like my period was supposed to come was Monday or Tuesday. And so I was like, not going to do it. Well, I peed on a stick on Sunday. (laughs) Because if anybody (laughs) knows... It was close enough.
0: (laughs) If anybody knows either of us, we're not patient.
1: No, no. No. So like Sunday at like Mm -hmm. crack of dawn, 6 a.m., I woke up and peed on a stick and... I was like, oh, oh my gosh.
0: Isn't that so weird? When you it's feel like a lot of
1: sticks and they're not positive and then
0: – They are and you're like, holy shit, my life's about to change. Now what? What do I do
1: now? <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't remember if I had – I don't know. If, I must not have had this plan. So i like put it in the due date calculator trying to figure out like when I would be due and I just happened to find out that I was due on Tyler's birthday, my husband's birthday. Mm. And so I was like, okay, well, I have to do something with that to tell him because like mm. what are the chances – like 365 days in a year, I would be due on his birthday. Mm-hmm. So I think I went to the store that morning. No, I didn't. I didn't tell him for a full 24 hours. How? I don't know. We went to the lake. I felt yucky that whole day. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just in my head or what. But we were like on the boat and I felt gross. And all day I was like, I'm just going to blurt it out. Like as it's soon just going to happen. As soon
0: as you find out you're pregnant, like you could find out you're pregnant at four weeks or eight weeks. And as soon as you find out, that's like, you when know, you become sick. Yeah. It's like, if you just don't find out, maybe you'd ne- never be sick. <laughs> <laughs> try
1: that. Oh, that's funny. Next no, time around. <laughs> next time. Never going to pee on the, st- let's be, I'm going to pee on all the sticks. Yeah. Um, no. So I think the problem was I didn't want to tell him because I knew if I showed him on like a cheapy pregnancy test, that he would be like that's not positive like it would have to like say it or be a big positive you know
0: right so i was like i'm
1: gonna have to go to the store and buy it so that's how it went down i went and bought all the things and i was like i'm going to decorate like it's his birthday mm. i'm going to decorate the whole house like it's his birthday and celebrate and so that's what i did i decorated the whole house like it was his birthday and like <laughs> wrapped the pregnancy test and <laughs> so in a card used yeah in the card i said like um what did i say oh, something like, I figured we'd celebrate now because I might be in labor on your actual birthday or something Mm. like that. And Tyler's not a morning person at all. And so I was like pacing around the house. There was like balloons all over the place. It was like me and Daisy hanging out for two hours. And then he finally woke up and I was like, I got you something. Happy birthday. (laughs) And he's like, it's not my birthday, you idiot. (laughs) And I think he must
0: have known because he was just, I mean, obviously, but he opened it and was really excited and so that was fun. That's cute. It was very cute. It's much cuter than the way I told Logan. Did you just scream it? Yep. <laughs> That's what I wanted he to do. He was sitting right where you're at. Like, by the couch. Way, and I was upstairs. I um, screamed. You screamed down the stairs. I screamed down the stairs. I said, Logan? What the F? What I've happened? never seen two lines. This is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> I love
1: to pee on the sticks, but this is not the result I was thinking.
0: <laughs> no. Oh. I do
1: remember, like... Like the moment I looked at it, and I was like, "No, this is like line eyes. Like this is this is not actually." And I was like, "Oh, hmm. no, like this is." And then I think I peed on two more. And then you
0: you have to do eight. Like, well, I kept all of them too right. because like you have it's to not have a collection so gross of pee that sticks. you just keep them. I mean, like, did you ever get the ones that like said pregnant? Okay, I don't know what is wrong with me. I peed on so many of those ones, and they always would be like incomplete,
1: inaccurate. I don't know if I've got like, I don't. I pee in a cup because I can't even figure out how to do it on the stick. I don't know if I hold it in too long. Mm-hmm. People don't buy those ones. Well, just see, don't buy those ones. i not just don't gonna say good.
0: like, I had one of those, and it's so sad the day that the battery dies and it doesn't see, say anything first anymore. The response will never
1: die on you. It'll turn yellow, but it
0: will not die on It'll you. It will be there forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> so after I guess you guys found out and mm-hmm. you know whatever. Um where did you decide that you wanted to do like your care for your care team and I guess how did you make that decision and all that kind of stuff? That was
1: like very stressful for me honestly (laughs) because I'm like oh my gosh I have to call these people and tell them I'm pregnant and I don't know who I want my OB to be like I didn't have a clue. Like did you have any friends at this point that had kids? Not really that doctored at the same hospital as I did. Right. Um I had a few and I like just creeped like mom groups and like typed in like, who's everybody? I didn't like search or type my own, but I just searched mm-hmm. and the same name like kept coming up. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna call and ask for that specific doctor mm-hmm. and see where we're at. And so I called um, and I decided to go to the OB route because it just seemed, I don't know why I chose the OB route. It just seemed natural for me, safe, safe, yeah, comfortable.
0: That, yeah, like you just know. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And I didn't know anyone that had gone the midwifery route. Does to Sanford have midwives? Stanford. Yeah, they, they do. do. I didn't even know um, if they, they did Yeah. Um, and so I went that route. <laughs> I couldn't get in until I was like nine and a half weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that felt like a lifetime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that was like right after 4th of July and trying to decide like if we were going to tell people or wait till we went in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, we ended up just waiting till we went in and did the confirmation and
0: ultrasound and everything. Did you – so you didn't tell anybody before that?
1: I don't think we told anyone.
0: Like, not even your sister?
1: Okay, I think I told – no, I didn't tell my sister. I did tell my, like, best friend at work because she was also trying to get – we were, like, Mm. peeing on sticks together, you know? (laughs) Like, hey, you want to check this stick? What does this stick look like to you? (laughs) Um, So I did think I told her. I actually might have told her before I told Tyler. I don't know. Um, But otherwise, no, and that was so hard. It's so hard. I was so scared, though. Yeah. Like, I was terrified – and for some reason, now like hindsight, I'm like, I don't know why telling our parents would have been made I know. more scary. I think because then you say it out loud, it feels real.
0: I know. And I feel like, and I don't know if maybe you feel the same way, but I feel like when I found out, we did tell our parents like fairly early. I was like five weeks just because like mm-hmm. my mom's my best friend and I had mm-hmm. to tell her. And we were also going on a ski trip with Logan's family. And I was like, well, it's going to be kind of obvious if I'm not skiing yeah. or snowboarding. But like, And you'd rather tell them than them, like, yes. Yeah, but, like, besides, like, my two, like, really, really close friends, mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody, like, any other friend until I was, like, 11, 12 weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, why? Like I feel like maybe I would tell them earlier now. I don't
1: know. I, I agree, and I maybe not. I don't know, but I feel like it's one of those things that you, I wanted to, like, protect it. It was, like, my, yeah. I don't know if it was, like, a, a defense mechanism or, like, a protection. I don't know. But, like, once we were able to go and, like, see And baby, you just feel so and much better. it felt so much safer. And not that it was by any means. Right. But it felt more, like, real and safe
0: and, like. Yeah, it's really weird when you just, like, pee on the stick and then you, like, don't. And then nothing. And then you don't know yeah, anything for, like. And then you feel, like, trash like, and that's it. Like, three months. You know. It's awful. It's wild. So, yeah, I guess kind of go into how your pregnancy went. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, it's kind of. Interesting. Like I, I, at the beginning, I felt very sick very soon. I felt like a light switch, and I was just nauseous all the time. Um, tired. I felt like I became like one with the couch.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: couch and I were one being.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I'm a teacher. So I got pregnant in May. Found out like Memorial Weekend. So I was on summer break. I wasn't working. That's good timing for And so for you. yeah, it was like pros and cons. Like I didn't have to get up and get ready for the day. So sometimes that was nice because I was laying on the bathroom floor. But then also, (laughs) like, I never had to get off the bathroom floor. So sometimes I think it made it worse because I had no distractions, you know. Right. But, yeah, very sick. Like, lots of food aversions. I lived off, like, smoothies for a Mm -hmm. while. And this is maybe, like, TMI. I guess there's probably not TMI. There's no TMI
0: on a birth podcast. That's true.
1: But, like, when I would pick foods to eat, I would pick, like, what would I be okay throwing up? Mm -hmm. So, like, a banana. Yes. Chicken. No. Spaghetti.
0: Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, like smoothie. Yeah, it's great.
1: (laughs) So that was like what I lived on for the longest time. Um, And that lasted for quite a while. And I would say I feel like it was extended. I know some people have it longer, but I was really sick until like 15 weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was getting really nervous because I was like ramping up for back to school. And I'm, I was a kindergarten teacher at that time. I was like, I cannot be barfing in front of these babies Mm -hmm. all day long. So I I did ask
0: what (laughs) they don't get it.
1: No, I would have scared them. And I did ask like my OB, like, what can we do? And she prescribed, but I actually went to like our pharmacist here. And she's like, Beth, I know her really well. She's like, Beth, you are on the cusp. Mm -hmm. Like this medication is so expensive Mm. and your insurance is not going to cover it. Like this is a $500 prescription. So, like, I can give it to you and I will gladly give it to you. But you were, like, 14, 15 weeks. You were on the cusp. She's like, mm. can you try for five more days? Just $500? It was obnoxious. And I know somebody who had the exact same prescription at the exact same time and theirs was totally covered. What was so, what was it? Oh, I don't know off the top of my head. It was it Zofran? It might have been Zofran. Or Phenagin? I don't remember off the top of my head.
0: Because I had one of them when I was pregnant and... I'd have to pay anything. That's So Mary,
1: same thing. We were like, she didn't pay a a dang dime.
0: Yeah, Mary's was a friend.
1: This is why teachers are so angry all the time. I can't believe it's
0: $500 for a freaking prescription. So I don't barf? Yeah. That's ridiculous.
1: So, and I did, and I took sweet, sweet Lori's, you know, advice and waited, and she was right. She Mm -hmm. was totally right. Like, it, I was really at the tail end of it. And then I think getting back into school and being really busy – got my mind off of it too but I lost I lost weight
0: yeah I remember you telling me that that I was
1: down quite I don't know exactly poundage but I was down quite a bit um but then like once that subsided I felt like everything was going very smooth like Mm -hmm. I felt good I had energy again and so like the whole month of like September I felt really good we got to like find out baby's gender and that was really fun Mm -hmm. we just found out Tyler and I at ultrasound so Mm -hmm. that was fun
0: did you tell oh. everybody else? or? Yeah,
1: we did, like, the whole gender reveal, which I think was really fun because mm-hmm. it was fun just to tell everybody all at once.
0: Well, even um, kind of, like, you had Lakin like, right before, like, the heat of COVID, yes, too. I'm so and glad I, we did it. And I feel like had you not had your gender reveal, like, that's kind of, like, your last hurrah before – Everything being shut down. Yeah, it's like we
1: didn't get to share her when she was born, but, like, we got to, like, celebrate her before, which was really exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So that was, like, 20 weeks, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh my second trimester was a dream. I felt amazing. Mm -hmm. I hated my second (laughs) trimester almost more than my first trimester. I've told you this before, but like, I really thought I was going to be like a pregnant unicorn. Like I was going to love pregnancy and love my body and like glimmer in the sun. I didn't. (laughs) I just didn't. I hated it. Mm. So like, I guess uh, the, the month of September was okay. And then I ended up getting a UTI that because of some issues at our clinic ended up Turning into a, a kidney infection. Mm. Uh, how many? I? I have notes here. Let me read. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how far along I was. Uh, I was 26 weeks, mm. and it turned into a kidney infection. I've never been in so much pain. I was like laying on the couch for five days with a heating pad, and you can't like take anything. No. Finally, I went into my OB, and she like very swiftly like got it figured out. I went into triage actually because it was like the height of flu season. She's like, mm. I'm not sending you to the ER. I can't do it here. She's like, I'm going to send you to triage. We are going to get you IV antibiotics. You do not deserve to feel like this. I felt very validated in that moment because I felt kind of like when I visited our clinic here locally that I was just like, oh, it's a UTI. Here's some meds. Feel better. Right. And in my heart of heart, I knew it was more than that because it wasn't my first UTI. You know. Right. And so she like swiftly – had it all handled. And I went up to triage, which was kind of nice. It was like a practice run. Right. And so I went up to triage and that was my first experience with a midwife. Mm. So there was a midwife that was, that was working that day. And I just remember like, she came in, they got all the IVs hooked up. It was fine. And like, right before they discharged me, she came in and like walked through, you know, aftercare and whatever and basically just said like, well, you may have a kidney infection But it also may just be muscular skeletal pain because you're growing and baby's Mm. growing and things are changing. And I felt like so irritated because I was (laughs) like, okay, here's the deal. My OB confirmed what's happening. Right. Was very upset and like really trying to get this figured out really quickly. And then for you to be like, oh, I think your bones hurt. I was like, honey, I don't think my bones hurt. Right. Like my bones hurt. Sure, it's muscular skeletal pain. Right. But also, there's an infection that they are treating with IV antibiotics. Right. I was so angry. And I was like, it's okay. I'll never have to see her again. It's right. not a big deal. Spoiler, I did have to see her again. <laughs> I was like, I'll never have to see this midwife again. I'm going the OB route. It's fine.
0: She False. probably doesn't remember you.
1: No, I didn't like her other time, though. So it's fine. <laughs> I won't say her name.
0: So after, I guess, that whole thing happened, how did the rest of your pregnancy go?
1: Well of my second trimester was, again, I just really didn't like my second trimester. I got another UTI. I failed my glucose test, Mm. which I think for me was just like a mind game. I was like, oh my gosh, what if, what if I have gestational diabetes and I can't eat what I want? I can't, I feel like crap. I can't, whatever. It was fine. I went and did my three hour. It was terrible. (laughs) <laughs> uh, i almost passed out okay here's the deal if you to do your three hour just ask them to put you in a room by yourself by yourself or just pretend like you're gonna pass out and they'll put you in a room by yourself
0: yeah i've heard it's brutal
1: well i was gonna throw up and if like you throw up in, you have to start over in a
0: waiting room pretty much for three hours
1: so oh. they ended up putting me in like the uh like this stress test rooms the mm. what is that called non-stress test rooms so it was like a recliner and i hung out for three hours that's awful. So, but I pass out with, like, flying colors. And so I felt like once I got through, like, all the UTIs, kidney infections, plus past that glucose test, like, I got into my third trimester, and I loved being pregnant my third trimester. Okay. I wouldn't say I loved, but I liked it. I, I could get, enjoy liked it. Liked it much more. Like, I could enjoy, like, her moving and right. things like that and, like, watching myself grow and you know actually looking pregnant like, looking pregnant you getting to dress a pregnant body like right my students were noticing now at this point because i was like very pregnant mm-hmm. um so that was fun i will say like third trimester was where it was at for me so yeah yeah we which i never to... hear like you, people are just talking about how horrible your third trimester yeah. is.
0: i felt great i'm glad i'm glad I somebody did yeah <laughs> i heard it i agree <laughs> the good lord was
1: like you're gonna suffer you're gonna suffer for a long time
0: <laughs> then you can have five good weeks right right <laughs> Oh my gosh. So like, I guess besides, um, all of that, what did you guys do or what did you do for like preparation or did you like start to think about what you wanted to do for your labor or all that? Okay.
1: So I was a birth podcast junkie. I was commuting at the time. So I had like an hour commute every morning, hour commute every evening. And so I would listen to a birth podcast on the way there work and on the way back and mm-hmm. i feel like i learned so much just i them. also
0: feel like they just you learn so much listening and just them. like
1: normalizes everything like mm-hmm. i wasn't afraid of like even the things like that were like my worst case scenario didn't scare me as much
0: because you just knew because
1: i like heard somebody else's testimony about it right you know? so that was huge for me um we decided not to do like traditional um Birth classes at the hospital. Mm-hmm. We actually hired a doula to come in to our house. I just felt more comfortable, and I had like very specific questions I wanted to it's ask. It's a good choice. I feel like it if, was
0: a really good choice. If anybody else is listening, make that choice.
1: Very pro doula over here. Pro, well, just like
0: pro, not even pro, hire me, but just like no, pro, get another perspective than a hospital perspective. Here's my thing too:
1: is like. I may not have asked the questions that I asked if I was in a group of 12 people I didn't know. Right. It was like me and Mary and I'm like, oh, hey, Mary, what happens if... Right. Blah, 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 And blah, it's blah, blah, easier
0: blah, for your partners too to yeah. kind of be more well, comfortable. Well,
1: here's the deal. I'm going to like not hate on my husband I love <laughs> him dearly. He's phenomenal. Sophie knows the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Labor, delivery, pregnancy isn't where my husband shines. Again, he's in law enforcement so like very logical person. We had sweet, sweet doula at our house doing these. Like she was showing us like um comfort techniques and breathing and whatever and my husband like refused to turn off a football game Mm. because it was an important (laughs) game at one point she like asked him a question i had to like nudge him like tyler she's talking (laughs) and we still laugh about it to this day i think it was like his way of like not trying to feel awkward like he didn't want to seem too involved but yeah it was funny (sighs) but so we did that and that was nice she did a breastfeeding course which here's the deal with breastfeeding courses do um try to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. But like a fake boob in a baby is a fake baby. is not the same as your boob in a real baby, but right. do the class.
0: It's good. right. Yeah. It's good.
1: Yeah. Read the things, do the things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But no, I didn't like write out a birth plan. I knew I was very like lax. I wanted to, I was like, how do I know what my body's going to do? How do I know how I'm going to respond to these things? I didn't know. So, but we did we did the birth class and we toured the hospital, and that's about it.
0: That's more than a lot. Sorry, in I'm, the... like, gnawing on my hand over here. You're fine.
1: I it's... hope I can hear that in the mic.
0: This hangnail is just...
1: No, I... need I... it. I need it
0: off. Get a clipper. Clip, clip it off. It's over there. Don't want to do mm-hmm. it. Um. So you made it to your third trimester. I made it to the third trimester. You're much happier now. I was so happy. Bring us into the last, like final weeks and how final labor countdown. yeah and how labor kind of started for you
1: i kind of like that very like the last like two three weeks of i mean it's stressful right but like mm-hmm. i was so
0: excited to meet her at that point um you like it's gonna happen any day it it felt like it can happen anytime well and it's like i feel like when you're in like once you surpass you know 38, 39 weeks, mm-hmm. you're like, within the month, I will have my baby.
1: Like there's an end date. There's a light.
0: Right. Like it's not mm-hmm. like I feel like when you're, you know, five or six months, you could mm-hmm. possibly have your baby early. Mm-hmm. And the end date is really far away. Yeah. But when you get there, you're like, within the month. I early.
1: remember hitting mm-hmm. February. Her due date was um February 7th. And I was like, this is baby month. Mm-hmm. Like I know this is baby month. We are mm-hmm. not getting out of February without a baby. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting. Um, as far as like going into like OB appointments and stuff, I did cervical checks. I don't know why because they just upset me every time. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm a charts and graphs and numbers person. So I liked having I'm kind of like check too. Like I cried and ate Culver's ice cream every time afterwards because <laughs> I was sad about it. Um, but I was always like one centimeter, one centimeter, mm-hmm. one centimeter. And then so we went into our 40 week and I was like, All they told me is I have to be one centimeter and they can do the stretch and and sweep. sweep. And I was like, they're going to do it. I just had this idea in my mind that I was going to go on my due date. Like for some reason, I just had this feeling that I wasn't going to go overdue. Can I give some hindsight on Tyler's (laughs) whole? Okay. So my husband works with a bunch of men and he works like really strange hours. He does investigations. So he has to take an on-call weekend. So he decided and his male counterparts who have had children however long ago decided that women don't have their first babies on their due dates. They Mm. always go over. Mm. Always. Mm. So they decided that he would have to take his on-call week, the week of my due date, obviously. Right. So that he wouldn't have to have another one for a long time.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Right. Logically. So um, he was working, like, a ton. But I had this feeling, like, Tyler, I'm pretty sure she's coming. Mm -hmm. Like, I I can – in my, like, mom intuition, I knew she was coming. Went into my 40 week appointment, like I think it was Wednesday and my due date was Friday. I went in, I'm like, we're going to get a stretch and sweep. I'm going to walk. We're going to like get this baby out so fast. Mm -hmm. And I went in there and my doctor literally laughed at my cervix, Mm. which was not a good feeling. Hindsight, I can laugh about it now, but she's like, honey, I am not able to do a stretch and sweep. Mm -hmm. You are not dilated enough. I was like, "I, I was a one. I was a one. You know, like, I, oh, you told me I, was I needed, a none.
0: To, it needed to be a one.
1: So I ate Culver's ice cream. And she told me your baby is not coming for a long time. <laughs> Which was just making me mad because then my husband was right. And we don't like when our husbands we, are no, right. Husbands can't be right. Especially when it comes to our cervix. Mm-hmm. It's mine. Yeah. Um, so I lost all hope. I went home, cried on my ice cream. It was fine. And then um, the night of my due date. So my due date was on Friday. So this would have been like Thursday night. 10 p.m or whatever this is when the show starts are we good starting
0: with this is rolling? the show this
1: is it well, it's a long show but it's okay drum roll drum roll get hold on to your hats
0: ladies <laughs> i'm still just picking this stupid You're, you out. look so excited to hear my story god it's you keep talking i'm gonna find okay my freaking um old friend what do you call those things nail clipper
1: We can't wait for people to hear you talking about your nail clipper over and over <sighs> you know what Anyways, you want me to keep
0: talking? Yes, I do. Girl chat. You're listening? Okay. Yeah, I am. I Uh, I where was I? Down somewhere.
1: Oh, the night before my due date, right? The night before my due date, 10 p.m. 10 p.m. So due date is at midnight. I started having contractions, and I'm like, at this point, okay. And you can tell me if you've ever experienced when you have Braxton Hicks, and you have like they're like, oh, when it's real, you'll know. Mm -hmm. I thought they all felt kind of real.
0: Um, well, I had a lot of back labor, so I feel like I didn't have that right away. Like, when I started having like real contractions, they were like they felt more like period cramps and like back labor. See, I feel like I felt like a lot
1: of like period crampy, crampiness for a long time, and they were just like, Oh, it's it's this, it's it's just practice, it's just because usually
0: Braxton Braxton Hicks Hicks are just like tightness, it's not necessarily like pain. I had
1: like a lot of discomfort Mm. too, so maybe you were having you know, Maybe. contractions ahead of time. I was just very irritated when they're like, you'll know. I was like, I won't know. I've never done this. <laughs> I will not know. <laughs> so whatever. So they started and of course I tra- tracked them, whatever. And they were, they were spread out, but consistent. Um, and so like all night they were like spread out, you know, eight minutes apart for a minute. This is Thursday night, this right? This is Thursday into Friday. Okay. So all- this is all happening on the morn of my due date. Mm. Um, all night. I labored lightly labored we'll say from like ten thirty until five
0: and up. tyler was gone tyler oh yeah tyler was gone he He's was working
1: working um so he left at like 10 and went to work so he was going to work all the way through the night mm-hmm. and so i labored at home which i actually preferred because i wasn't bothering him then i was like walking around in the tub out of the tub in the bed whatever so i did not sleep from like 11 to 5 i crashed at 5 mm. crashed for about 45 minutes woke up contractions were gone Just Mm. gone like they turned off
0: that's frustrating so I
1: called triage and I was like what do I do because I work now two hours ish from my hospital so I was like do I go to work it's my due date like what do I do and they're like I mean if you're not having contractions you're not going to come in so you can go to work if you want to but like if you want to use us as an excuse to stay home today Tell them what we told you to stay home. That's fine. And I was like, no, I'm not going to sit around and not have contractions. Right. I'm going to go to work. I need. I don't want to write sub plans. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to say goodbye to my kids. This is my last day before potentially maternity leave because it's my due date. And I'm having her on my due date, Yeah. this idea. And so I went to work, no contractions, nothing. Mm. Just like once in a blue moon. I work all day. There's actually a really funny picture of me on my due date I should send it to you. And I had gotten to the point where I was so sick of people asking me about my cervix. Like, I worked with a lot of ladies, right? And they're right. like, are you thinning? Are you
0: dilating?
1: And you're like, that is my personal business.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, weight. I am thinning out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just so irritated.
1: And so my, my best friend at work made me this, like, sign and a cute little gift with snacks that basically was like, yes, it's my due date. Yes, I'm dilating.
0: Yes, I'm thinning. Yes. Yes, I'm at, I'm here. You'll have to send that to me. I don't
1: want to be here, whatever. And I just look very thrilled in the picture. So I had no contractions really at work that day. Got in the car for my commute and it felt like the further I got from work, the more contractions I was having. Mm. It's like my body knew, like, you're done. You, you you're worked. You're relaxed. You're done. Yep. You worked. You're done. You're going home. You know, your class is set. All of that is your maternity leave is planned. Mm-hmm. And it literally was like, they were like, 15 minutes apart. And by the time I got home, it was like they were eight minutes apart. So, mm. not like fast, but like it's just wild in an hour. Right. How my body was like, huh.
0: Oh, Your home. mind probably just like shut off because you were done for the week. I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, that was Tyler's birthday. And so we went out to dinner and like contracting on and off, nothing really to note. Um, but then again, I fell asleep on the couch at like 10 o'clock. Tyler ended up having to go back to work at 10 p.m. So, he was pulling like another overnight. Um, he got like an hour of sleep the night before. I also got an hour of sleep the night before. 45 Remember minutes. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he <laughs> got an hour because he slept for about an hour, then went right back to work during the day. And then now he was going back to work at night. Very busy, which is great. Um, so again, he left. I went to sleep for about an 45 minutes, woke up to contractions around 1130 again. It was like, it felt like i was getting like tricked because i was like this has already happened right i was so irritated Fulter. i was like this what's, what's the kid word?
0: keeps me awake if it like happens again when... uh, what's that word repeat uh, i don't know repeat good well, job repeat good word. but it's not that. it's like deja vu deja vu huh? kind yeah. of yeah
1: so i woke i woke up whatever labored and i could like it felt more intense i feel like immediately um and I looked at my contraction timer thing just, like, last night just to look at it. And I feel like they were, like, starting at, like, six or seven minutes apart. And it was all night long. Mm-hmm. I did not sleep a
0: wink. I remember being, like, in out of into the tub, out of the tub, were in the tub. Were they painful or were they just, like, annoying enough to keep you awake?
1: I feel like they were annoying enough to keep me awake. Like, I was yeah. very uncomfortable in the bed. The tub felt okay. But then the tub would get cold and I was tired and I want to sleep.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so in and out of the tub in and out of the tub i finally texted ty i think like three o'clock like by the way this is happening again (laughs) it might be nothing but like please don't be three hours away like please be around and he got home around like five and he like was like i gotta go sleep you do you boo i trust you let me know if you need me so he went to bed and i was like you know what that sounds great i'm gonna go to bed too i'm tired i'm gonna go to bed I lay down. And I remember being like, maybe like laying down with him, I'll relax. Whatever. No, I thrashed around as much as you can thrash at nine months pregnant. But like, I thrashed around in the bed for thirty minutes, sat straight up, and I was like, we gotta go. This is miserable. At that point, like contractions were like four minutes apart, and so I got up and just started like moving around. I let him sleep until like five forty-five, so we got four, forty-five minutes of sleep, and then I was like, okay, we're like now three minutes apart. A minute long. Mm-hmm. We've been going at this for a while. We're an hour from the hospital. It's go time. Mm-hmm. And he, I think, was
0: like half asleep. Like, are you sure? And he was then, like, actually, I think you should just I'm keep tired. doing this. You're doing it's a so good funny because like you're doing right. like most guys are like, oh, we got to go now. And Tyler's like, no, it's fine. Just stay. Home. He, literally, he was like, but I'm tired. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> same. <laughs> so whatever. We got up and like immediately started cleaning the house. I don't know why both of us like immediately like load the dishwasher. Nesting. nesting. I distinctly remember too like and if you've been in labor you know this feeling like when you have a contraction you can't talk mm-hmm. like you can't I couldn't talk at least mm-hmm. so I was like bent over the bathroom counter having a contraction and he hasn't witnessed me contracting at all because he's been gone right so like for him to walk in at like that point he was like very confused because he'd be like Beth where's the whatever and I wouldn't answer and he'd be like where you can't just lock up on me like that I'm like I'm supposed to. This yeah. is what my body supposed. Oh, to Oh gosh, Again, If you would have paid attention with the doula, it would have been better. But yeah,
0: if fine. you wouldn't have been watching your game. You know what? You like, he's not even a, a Vikings fan, but I think it was a Vikings game. So mm-hmm.
1: whatever. We got out the door. Um, got to the hospital around seven thirty. Checked into triage. They did a. They did like a check. I was like two, a two, and a hundred percent effaced. So like, I wanted to be disappointed with the two, but the fact that I was hundred percent effaced. And my nurse was so good. She's like, I just want to, like, put things into perspective for you. Like, being 100% effaced, like, your cervix is like tissue paper. Mm-hmm. So imagine trying to move tissue paper as opposed to trying to move, like, you know, a thick uterus. Right. our know, cervix. And I'm like, okay, that makes me feel better. She's like, let's get you walking. Let's go. And I'm, like, full adrenaline. Like, I am not tired. I am Ready to like sprint the halls. <laughs> and Tyler is not so much ready to sprint the halls. So he's like, okay, let's walk. And we're walking the halls and I'm having contractions. And I just like happened to have contractions. On, okay, so the hospital is like a loop. And you walk by the nurse's stations like twice on the loop because it's open. Mm-hmm. Every time I would have a contraction, I was like right in front of the nurse's station. Okay, mm-hmm. these nurses don't care if I'm bent over having contractions. No, a contraction. they say it all the time. They want, they're like, go you. Tyler's yeah. like, could you please stop? This is so embarrassing. <laughs> and i'm like honey i don't know that you understand but like i'm not like choosing to stop right. <laughs> like, yeah and he's like it's just really embarrassing i'm like okay honey i will do my best <sighs> and i distinctly remember at one point he's like can we be done walking i'm very tired <laughs> and i'm like sure honey he's like don't they have those dumb ball things you can sit on okay
0: so we went in tyler and we- is he the youngest in this family yes yeah yeah Mm -hmm. makes sense now (laughs) yeah so he we
1: went back to the triage room he got tucked in and took a little nappy nap i bounced on this ball and that's the point when, like uh, people call it back labor i did not have back labor so he (laughs) i had how do you say this in a mature labor i had
0: butthole labor no there's nothing that's a secret on this i know and there's no
1: name for this it was not back labor my back
0: did not hurt it was just my butthole like your tailbone no my butthole (laughs) (laughs) were you like nurse i think this baby's actually in my intestines
1: i was like i think you need to check to make sure she's not coming out the wrong hole
0: (laughs) (laughs) the butthole is hurting
1: um so bouncing like imagine your butthole hurting and now you're this is me doing the action bouncing on this big old ball on your butthole That was not fun. But mm-hmm. I did it because Tyler needed to rest. This is how nice of a wife I am. <laughs> they came in. It's been two hours. They checked me. And sweet, sweet nurse is like, I think she's a two, two and a half. <laughs> and I knew she was lying. I knew yeah. she was straight up lying. But she's like, yeah, I think you're a two and a half for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then I heard them out in the hallway. And it was the midwife that I wasn't didn't so fond of. like. And the OB. And the midwife was like, well, I just feel like she hasn't really made any." And then sweet, sweet nurse was like, well, but they live an hour away. And, you know, it's, it's snowing out there, you guys. It was like, it was not snowing. Missing. Like the wind was like blowing the snow off the building. It was not snowing.
0: Nurse just didn't want to make She didn't want move. me to go home. No. She's
1: like, she had good feelings. She was my girl. Yeah. And so they admitted us, which was great. Um, got into our room. We met our nurse, Debbie. Debbie was the bomb. We were so lucky. We had Debbie. She was on like a 13-hour shift, 14-hour shift, something like that and she had started like an hour before we got there so we had so debbie had her, like, most the, of it. the entire time oh, we nice. had debbie from check in to when they transferred us over which nice. was so amazing um, debbie got us checked in i just like labored on the bed labored standing by the bed debbie tried to teach tyler how to do the hip squeezes that he was supposed to learn from the doula but didn't
0: tyler's tired and tyler is still whining that he's tired you guys yeah let's just make a note that he's a while, great guy while we might dog on him a little bit Let's just also note that he worked for, like, 20 hours straight With, like, this. one hour of sleep. And he's so a he's, really good guy. He is. He's a great guy, but I feel like you're just not yourself when you're that tired. Okay,
1: we go back and look at pictures. He looks unwell.
0: Yeah. Like, he he looked unwell. Like, even when we were coming home from our trip, we hadn't slept in, like, 30 hours because it, yeah. like we traveled, like, a whole 12 hours home. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, driving home and feeling like I was literally had the flu like i felt that's what he looked like Mm -hmm. yeah and just you're not yourself so
1: sweet debbie is like teaching him these hip presses you know which felt amazing and then tyler would go to do it and he literally was just resting his hand and debbie i loved her she's like no tyler no go sit down go sit down Tyler. and so i was like debbie i have to get in the bathtub like you need to put you need to go and she's like beth i don't know that that's gonna provide you butthole relief. Like, <laughs> oftentimes, moms with butt, like back labor, like to do showers. And I was like, honey, showers are the beta. That's not gonna work for me. I need to submerge. Okay. <laughs> so, sweet Debbie got ready to fill the tub. And those tubs took like an hour to fill. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. And so, I was just like laboring around. And I felt okay. Like, this is the thing. I felt very much in control. Like, I, am a, I did not imagine that would be that way, but like, I felt very much in control. I knew what I needed to do, I felt good about it. I got in the tub. I was by myself in the bathroom and it felt great. I was like on my back or on my butt sitting, relaxing in between contractions. And then I would get a contraction. I would like roll over off of my butthole because my butthole would hurt. And then I feel like such a child saying butthole That's over and fun. over. I love it. I love it too. Anyway, So, and I just did that kind of, it was just like a rhythm for a couple of hours. Um, at one point, Tyler came in and he looked at me like deadpan and he's like, What's the plan here? And I was I very calmly looked at him and I said, the plan is to get the baby out. Um, so that's the plan. And mm-hmm. he's like, Well, Debbie and I were talking, the nurse, and you seem uncomfortable. I mean, because I was okay. This is know, the part. I where was he... not quiet. I'm it... not gonna say I was like <laughs> screaming, but like I was breathing. You know right. what I mean? Like you've had a baby. Right. It's not like, okay, and some people are like, I was yeah, no. it was my butthole hurt, okay? Yeah. <laughs> And so he comes in and he's like, you're being a little loud. Um, so Debbie and I thought you seem a little uncomfortable. Uh, we went ahead and we ordered your epidural for you.
0: This kills me. Like the first time you told me that, I'm like, dude, I hate Tyler. Yeah. But and also like.
1: Hindsight. Let, let me just explain it. So
0: like, it kind of sounds bad. Like
1: they don't even want me to try, bad. right? But I think Debbie knew, and I was very open about, I was like, I want an epidural. I want to ride this out as long as I'm not miserable. Mm -hmm. And then I
0: do want medication. So it was kind of like in your plan. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And Debbie, like, I feel like Debbie understood. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I I think I'll know when I need it, but I might not. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I felt very calm and I was like, I don't know if I'll need it. And then Debbie explained, like, I just ordered, Tyler and I just ordered it because it can take a really long time for anesthesia to get here. I don't know how much longer you're going to want to be in this tub. And when you get out of the tub, it's a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't think so. I think it will be fine. I was in and out of the tub before. It's fine. So I was like, well, let's try to get out of the tub. Let's check to see if I've made any progress, whatever. Because I felt good about it. And for some reason in my head, I felt like I needed to be like a certain number before I could get an epidural. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I got out of the tub and immediately, I don't did you... Labor in and out of the tub at all. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like the moment you get out of the tub, I don't know what it is. It was like I was at like a
0: three and I felt like I went to like a nine. It's either, it goes either way. It's either like people get in the tub and they stall out Mm -hmm. or people get in the tub and they jump. No, like pain wise. Yes, but like, I mean, like people will get into the tub and they'll get so relaxed that they'll just stall out and their contractions will stop. Calm down. Or it's the other way around where Mm -hmm. they like ramp up.
1: Yeah. And so I felt like I was so chill in the tub. Like they were very consistent still, but I got out and it's like something about the water is like not numbed everything, but dulled mm-hmm. everything. Getting out, I felt like I was going to die. Mm. I was like, first of all, there's so much pressure in my butt. She's coming out. <laughs> like, And they tell you like, oh, let us know if you feel pressure in your bottom because... If you feel like you have to poop then that's baby i'm like she's here she's got to be half out (laughs) like i didn't feel it in the tub but i got out and maybe just gravity
0: yeah i was like
1: holy she's falling and i remember i walked to the sink and i put my head on the faucet and i was sobbing i hadn't cried at all Mm. sobbing and i was like ow 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 i'm done this is too much and they're like okay beth you need to walk you need to walk from this to the back be- To the bed. It's like no, I can't even lift my head up. Mm. I'm I'm stuck here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they were so sweet, like rubbing my back and trying to be very like. I just remember being like, I'm going to give birth right here because I can't move. I will be here, and she's coming out. Obviously, that's what it felt like. <laughs> You're like so she's somehow. Out of- i must have just been like in between contractions. I like sprinted to the bed or something, and they're like, "Here's perfect anesthesia is here. Mm-hmm. Would you like an epidural? Yes, <laughs> yes, I would. Thank you, Tyler, for ordering the epidural. I didn't have to wait any minutes. They were outside the door. So they waited to check me and everything until after my epidural because i was so miserable right got the epidural it was lovely i don't know what her name was but she was a saint they do however make you when you get an epidural sit like my knees were on like yeah. a, my knees were or my legs were on a rolling chair
0: so i was literally sitting on my butt hole. it's the worst position to be mm-hmm. in but like you have to do it
1: especially if you're having butthole labor because you're sitting directly on your butt
0: mm-hmm.
1: mid epidural i i kid you not I was explaining to the anesthesiologist, like, why this was so painful. And she goes, well, this, like, probably won't take away pressure. It takes away pain. But if you're feeling pressure, like, this isn't going to take that away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are we doing this? I'm not feeling pain. I'm just feeling pressure. Mm-hmm. That's all I felt. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they did. But I could not feel anything mm-hmm. from chest down. I was dead to the world. It was the lower half of my body was gone mm-hmm. after that epidural sink, sink in. And I actually preferred it that way. I have a lot of friends that were like, oh, I had a walking epidural. I could still feel. No, I could not feel anything. And I wasn't mad about
0: it. But (laughs) I I couldn't feel anything. I wasn't mad about
1: it. So anyways, after they, whatever, they checked, I was a four at that point. And then Debbie tucked tucked me in with warm blankets. And I kid you not, Debbie tucked Tyler in with warm blankets. I kid you not. (laughs) We both slept for like two hours. Tyler woke up and got food. So this was at like one so I slept until like three. Tyler went and got food. Debbie came in and checked me again. I also didn't, this is a maybe weird, I did not have like a catheter bag. Mm. Like they just straight cathed me. So like she just came in every so often and like emptied my oh, bladder. So
0: she just came in and it um, <laughs> just kind of reminds me of like when you change oil on a vehicle. That's exactly what it was like. Let it out.
1: I loved it because I didn't have like the catheter bag and all of that. And I couldn't feel any of it. But then what was great about it is that when, we, when it was done, they didn't have to, like, remove a catheter. Right. So that was really nice. So I don't know if that's, like, an option or if it's, like, a nurse's preference situation. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so I preferred that. So she came in to check me and empty my bladder or whatever. She said, she said I was, like, a four or a five um, and asked if I wanted my water broken. I didn't care, so they broke it. She actually struggled to break it because she's like, this is a water bag of steel. I've never <laughs> seen a water – she's like, can I actually bring a nursing student in? I've never seen a water bag that will not break.
0: That's maybe why you were having um, some issues uh, dilating if your bag was so hard and it was you so hard down. Yeah,
1: maybe it was just, like, too much pressure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so they broke my water. Which is actually funny because I imagined that my water was going to break, like, spectacularly. Like a, a big gush. A big gush. And I somewhere read that, like, you're most likely to break your water when you, like, first get out of bed. Yep. So I remember, like, every day leading up to my due date, like, I would, like, take a deep breath. Like, this is the moment. <laughs> and I, w- I would stand up and it wouldn't break. And I'd be like, okay, it's not today. Like, like it couldn't break any other time. Like,
0: if that was then or, okay, I'm going to go another day. And and then. Yeah, when you get it broken, it just kind of feels like you're pissing yourself I couldn't for feel anything. a really long time. I couldn't
1: feel anything. Yeah nothing nothing it's just gone. not a thing no and so they broke my water i napped some more they did the whole like peanut ball thing and then at like what was it Five thirty, six, something like that p.m a.m p.m so we checked in at seven thirty a.m this was like what time 5 p.m 5 p.m i was like a 9 or a 10 when she checked mm-hmm. and she said um Dr. Kapperman is pretty busy right now. Um, are you okay if we labor down for a mm-hmm. while? And all that means is you just wait, sleep some more when mm-hmm. you have um, an epidural like I did. So yeah. I just slept for some more time. Yeah, And then they came back in like an hour later. It was like 6.30, 6.15. And um, asked if we wanted to do like practice pushes, which I thought was like so bizarre because there was nobody in the room. It was me and Tyler and Debbie. And she's like, you want to try pushing this baby out? I'm like, don't we need like people? I know. It just felt so weird, but it was so chill. And I loved Debbie. Mm -hmm. And like I'd had her for so many hours already that it felt like super safe, super calm. Mm -hmm. And I remember her her asking, I had to read this in Lincoln's baby book because I couldn't remember it, right? She asked, how long do you think you're going to have to push for? And Tyler said like 40 minutes, 30 minutes. Debbie said like 45. And I was like, it's going to be like two hours. Because like for some reason it didn't feel like I had worked enough, like it didn't right. feel hard enough right. to be like that close to being done. Mm-hmm. So they we did a few practice pushes and they're like, "Yep, we are. Yeah, she's right there. Let's go." Mm. So brought, it's amazing
0: like how fast everybody comes in. Like right. everybody came in and like. That's what's the weirdest part when they say like let's do practice pushes and you're just like oh I know this isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real push because you're like. Because they call it practice. There's pushing. no, there's nobody else in here, so I know it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> I just think it's funny because it's like,
1: are they just testing to see like how productive of a pusher you're gonna right. be, or like station? A baby? Yeah, I don't know. So they bring everybody in. They ask Tyler if he wants to hold a leg. He promptly says, "No, I know how long this can take." So they put him in this. I am again dead to the world. I can't feel anything. So like, I'm not. My legs aren't doing anything. So we stir up those puppies up, and um started pushing. I pushed for like 34 minutes. I couldn't feel my contractions mm-hmm. at all. I and they were you. they were very spaced out, mm-hmm. like very spaced out. I know they gave me Pitocin towards the end because they were just like so spaced out. And then at one point I asked like, and this is maybe weird. I don't know. I was like, can I feel her? I didn't mm-hmm. want to like a mirror. I didn't want to see, but I was like, can I feel her? And the doctor was like, but you're going to feel a lot of her. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And literally it was like her whole head was like right there. I was like, Oh my, I think that's when I was like, oh my God, I'm like pushing up. It's like a
0: mind body connection kind of. I was
1: like, oh my God, I'm, I'm doing that. Yeah. Like I couldn't feel it, but now I can feel her. Right. And I was like, holy shit. That's crazy. Holy shit. And then it was like two more pushes and she was out screaming bloody murder. Like (laughs) screaming. I like just remember, I think every mom probably remembers that like first scream. I remember having a lot of anxiety about like something happening to her where she would come out and not be breathing, mm-hmm. like not be crying. And so I just like would pray, like, I just want her to come out screaming. I just mm-hmm. want her to be screaming so loud. I want everyone down the hallway to know she's here, like screaming. Mm-hmm. And it's actually funny, like, because it's like God answered that in like the most obnoxious <laughs> way because she came out and she screamed and did not stop for seven hours. Mm-hmm. So like God's like, I got you. She's alive. I was like, I need to be more specific with my prayers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i got you god next um, time god maybe just you know maybe like one or two cries and then
0: we can settle yeah, in we can sleep also what
1: was strange that i've never heard of this either like she came out and it must have been like short cord or something mm. but she was facing like they brought her up but she was facing like away from me so i could see like the back of her head did she um come out that way or did they like switch her so when she was coming she was like face down like correct presentation and when they came out they brought her like up face down but her cord must have been short Mm. because they later like on my like leg like my stomach my leg but facing out Mm. and i was like i can't see her
0: because your cord i can't see her
1: and everyone's like she's so beautiful (laughs) tyler's like she's beautiful i was like i can't see her (laughs) and they're like we know honey we know we can't move her i was like stop saying how pretty she is because i should get to see her first like i can't see her and i was freaking out i don't know why i can't see her because i think you imagine that like my baby i was like she has a beautiful back of her head.
0: That's <laughs> head. Look at that hair. Look at that hair. She probably had, had, a lot had of hair. some, but not. It wasn't yeah.
1: like it wasn't, just right She's got from. a lot now. Her face is better than her back of her head was. So whatever they brought her up. She like immediately wanted to nurse. Like immediately wanted to nurse. So we can go into that whole journey if you want to go into that. <laughs> Are you ready?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um uh, I'll just preface this by saying Beth and I have talked about this journey that she tried to have for a lot of times we've talked yeah. about it a lot
1: another way i feel like god is like laughing at me. like literally i gave birth to her and the first thing out of my mouth other than i can't see her is oh my god that was so easy oh my god and i know i was medicated but that doesn't take away that i still had to push her out right. oh my god that was so easy and the nurses said don't tell the
0: 16 year olds that
1: i was like <laughs> i would take labor over being pregnant at any, anytime time, medicated, right. medicated labor right she came out she like immediately started nursing i thought i knew what i was doing i had no clue Mm -hmm. i like put my boob out and was like baby please know what to do yeah so
0: i guess before we completely get into it what was like your plan
1: i feel like it was very similar to like labor like i was really open to whatever i was super hopeful to breastfeed like everybody i know your sister did my sister breastfeeds my sister-in-law breastfeeds um and like it came very easily to everybody not Mm -hmm. easily but as easily as nursing can come and like all of my friends breastfed or pumped you know so like that was my plan breastfeed until i have to go back to work then i'll pump and do some sort of Mm -hmm. combo whatever and so she immediately like latched which i thought was amazing everybody was very helpful but within like she was very aggressive she was very angry she was like screaming if she wasn't on my boob and when she was on my boob it was like she was attacking me Mm -hmm. and they were like her latch looks great um But I had, like, nipple damage within, like, 30 minutes, Mm. like, immediately. And so they, like, rushed lactation in. There was, like, four nurses and a lactation nurse at bedside, like, almost immediately. Like, I don't really feel like I got the whole, like, golden hour. Mm -hmm. I felt like I got, like, 10 minutes and then it was, like, immediately panicking about nursing. Mm -hmm. So it felt, like, actually to the point where, like, Tyler was right there with me through, like, delivery and pushing and all of that and there were so many nurses around me that he ended up just like having to sit down because there was no room for him mm. which like he he's expressed like that bothered him a lot which yes. makes me sad
0: yes um
1: but so they immediately came in and did like a little you know eval and they said everything look you know she's latching and she's trying and whatever but you have a lot of damage already so let's try a dun 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 nipple shield <laughs>
0: would you agree like that's just yeah, how, oh, oh well and even like how you said like Tyler has expressed that he you know didn't mm-hmm. like that whole part of it I was talking to one of my clients when I met with her a few weeks ago and I told her that like I'll help you with like initial latch but like I kind of want to take a more like slow gradual hands-on approach than what I experienced because it was kind of the same thing it was like you have this baby you're so tired and yeah. then all of a sudden there's 20 people trying to stick it on you like just relax just and like and like
1: tyler wasn't part of the process right like to me hindsight i would have been like
0: can you please move so my husband can be right here like can we just enjoy this moment before i get ripped to shreds and i was just like so overwhelmed (laughs) they were
1: like shouting at tyler that he had to order me food because it was going to close, and he's like, I don't – get her eggs, get her eggs. And he's like, she doesn't want eggs at 8 p.m.
0: Gross. You know? I don't want eggs right They're now. Like, it's so
1: good. It's protein. And he's like, I'm getting her chicken strips. I was like, yes, you will. Mm-hmm. Thank you, honey. <laughs> but anyway, so I felt like that whole process was very overwhelming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they gave me the nipple shield. I tried to feed her. She just kept crying. They They just kept expressing, like, it's so normal. She's doing great. She's latching. She's nursing, you know? So I felt really good about it and then she just kept crying like Mm -hmm. so they kept us in labor and delivery for two hours i want to say so she was born at like 7 30. no it's more than that we transferred over like just before 11 Mm -hmm. because that's when debbie's shift was over and they transferred us over at that point she was still screaming
0: Mm.
1: like even debbie was like trying to soothe her and like find different swaddle methods like skin to skin like so odd everything she was so upset and at that point, I was like, oh, maybe this is normal. Okay, now I know, like, that's not normal. Like, usually newborns are tired.
0: Well, yeah, even if they Sleepy. don't, like, even if they don't nurse yeah. or eat anything, they're usually, yeah, they, and, like, they usually people just.
1: People also say, like, um, epidural babies come up so, like, drugged. And, yeah. Like, for how numb I was, Lakin got zero of that. <laughs> None. That was all mine. But she was screaming, like at our hospital they like play a lullaby when Mm -hmm. you transfer rooms they had to play the lullaby twice because we couldn't hear it because she was screaming so loud um so we finally got like settled into recovery and she was still screaming 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 and I like broke down and I was crying because Mm -hmm. I was like there is something wrong with her Mm -hmm. babies do not I wish I could play you guys her crying sound because it sounded like she was injured Mm -hmm. like it wasn't a cry or a whimper it was like shrill i think i played it for you it was shrill and she cried forever and finally like 1 a.m so we had her at 7 30 i had her at seven thirty. um at 1 a.m the nurse was, was like do you want me to reach out to to pediatrics like do you want me to ask a doctor to come see what's going on and i said yeah because this isn't normal like mm-hmm. she's broken something is wrong she's trying to tell us something is wrong and mm-hmm. i don't know what's going on so they Contacted a doctor. Doctor said, I'm not coming to see the baby until you feed the bottle, baby a bottle, because it sounds like baby's hungry. Yes, mom is nursing. Let's try that first before Mm -hmm. I can come up, which I don't have any feelings here nor there with that. The nurse, like, very tentatively, like, asked, like, would you like me to, like, feel free to say no. We can wait for the pediatrician to come up. But he just said, like, in the meantime, if you want to try that. At that point, I was, like, just honestly try whatever. I was, like, can you feed her, though? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I have no clue. So she fed her um, a formula bottle, and she did phenomenal with it. And she, like, immediately passed out. Mm-hmm. Immediately. And slept. And it was, like, silent in our room. And I was didn't realize how f- freaked out I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I fed her that. We had then, I mean, been up forever. I mean, we slept a little bit, but been up so long. So our nurse actually offered to take her, I think, because she saw how traumatized we were from the seven hours of screaming. So they did take – she did – I mean, it's like a baby-friendly hospital, but she's like, I will take her. I don't have a nursery to bring her to, but I will watch her. I just held her. Yep, just held her and put her by her computer when she was taking notes or whatever. So we slept for a couple hours, and then they brought her back to nurse, I think, that night. Yes. And she brought her back in, and we, like, tried nursing – and it, like, just really wasn't working. They had, like, taught us to hand express, so we tried hand expressing. I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing, and I feel like yeah. nothing was happening. And there was, like, no colostrum. Maybe there was some, but it just felt like… When you were hand expressing,
0: was there really, like, nothing? There happened?
1: was some. There was some. But, like… But... Like, we fed her with a spoon mm-hmm. for a while. Um, I will say, and I can preface like speed this up a little bit, like, we met with lactation probably four times while we were at the hospital. And it was like three different lactation people. And every single person told us something different. Yeah. So like one pushed a pump, which I got a little frustrated with because everything like I had read was like, you don't want to pump too early. Like you don't want to mess right. with your supply. You don't want to introduce a pump before you need to. So I was a little hesitant. Um, the other person wanted us doing like SNS. So essentially like pumping or hand expressing. So nursing her. Then pumping her hand, expressing, and then feeding her through a tube.
0: Like triple feeding, you mean?
1: Yep, but with a tube instead of a bottle. So I could get like nipple stimulation while she was getting – so she was getting that feedback like, oh, I suck, and then I get milk. Right. Which in my mind made total sense, and then I also could see that she was getting milk because Mm -hmm. I knew what was in the syringe, and I knew she was drinking it. So we did that, and that was like night two, and I had every understanding that we were going to go home and do this until my supply came in. And so it was the day of, um, what is that called? The news? discharge. Discharge. Thank you. Um, day of discharge, and I was like, I'm gonna need some more supplies for SNS because I we are running low, and I can't buy this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the lactation lady was like, You can't have this. You can't go home doing this. And I broke down because mm-hmm. I was like, I just spent 24 hours of my 48 hour stay here practicing this and doing this, and now I can't do it at home. What do I do at home? Right. How do I feed her? What do I do?
0: Yeah, so if anybody's like listening to this and <laughs> they're pregnant, I highly recommend if you want to breastfeed to reach out to an IVCLC in your area if you can, and do, and that's something I didn't do either. Like I didn't know, do like prenatal visits with your IVCLC. So then mm-hmm. when you have baby, they are the person that comes in and gives yeah. you the same. Mm-hmm. You know yep. care the whole time like mm-hmm. continuity like you said you continuity. had four different people and i
1: don't blame them i really think they were trying to help but it's really hard it's almost there, there are no notes in my file yeah. from lactation right at the hospital right so i'm just assuming that they don't um chart mm-hmm. because i have no access to those notes and i should and so i'm thinking that they have no way to pass that information from person to person right and that's huge to me because it was like whiplash every time tyler and i were trying to learn how to feed this baby it was like whiplash. And so we were supplementing with formula, which I was totally fine with. And she was at my boob all of the time. Um, there was a stretch overnight the second night that the nurse kept her for like six hours because I was just, you guys, tapped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think she was just like worried about us and being okay going Mentally, home. Mentally, yeah. And so that was the best thing she could have ever done though because I woke up very clear. And we had. A, I was like, fine, we're just going to triple feed we'll just triple feed. It'll be fine. I'll just feed her and then I'll pump and I'll feed her a bottle. And if I have to supplement with formula, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's what we went home and did. And I triple fed for what felt like forever. I just, the thing with, like, if you don't triple feed, if you've never triple fed before, it's like, you're essentially
0: feeding all day long. Yes. Because you, you don't get a break. You nurse, which is when they're really it takes, little, it's usually like 20 to 40 minutes like 40 minutes yeah anywhere in between there and then you pump which is another 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and then you give them a bottle which is another 10 minutes and then you have what an hour until now you're washing your pump parts yeah
1: okay and then yeah and then you finally get to put your boobs back in your shirt for 20 minutes and then your boobs are back out for Mm -hmm. and so i felt very overwhelmed there was one moment that people like my parents i think came and visited and um i had to go pump Mm because it was time for me to pump and so tyler like got me all set up in her nursery with everything. And I looked at him and cry. You cry. I looked at him and was like, I don't want to. <laughs> We've
0: talked about this so much and now you cry. Uh, <laughs> like Okay, Beth works with me. Um, so we literally talk about boobs and babies all the time. <laughs> oh, uh, it's hard. Yeah. So that was probably like immediately postpartum
1: you know that like
0: within the two weeks
1: honestly probably the first like three days Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't want to this sucks Mm -hmm. but i did it because moms who love their babies pump and breastfeed and love their babies Mm -hmm. so i did that and i hated it every minute of it and she hated it (laughs) every time we would nurse she was fine at the breast but anytime she had after a nursing session or she had a pumped bottle Lakin was so fussy, mm-hmm. like miserable. It's like she was starving. Mm-hmm. And I knew she was getting ounces, but she was starving. And when I would pump you guys, I would pump every, what, two hours, three hours, mm-hmm. all the time. I would get enough for one or two bottles a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, total. Combined.
0: Total. Out of all your pumping?
1: Out of hours of pumping. It was like, here's your one formula bottle or your one breast milk bottle today. Mm-hmm. So it got old really fast. I went and did – I went and did – um a visit with lactation um i think i was probably i think it was on valentine's day actually so she was one week old and basically the lady there we did a weighted feed basically said she's getting next to nothing mm-hmm. and offered SNS, but like with formula or like um donor milk but if I wanted to like have the experience of breastfeeding I didn't want the experience of breastfeeding it did nothing like you just
0: wanted it to either I just work... wanted it
1: to work I didn't right. want to have to like attach a bag of formula to my boob right to feel like I knew she
0: loved me like you either wanted to breastfeed or you wanted to formula you like you didn't yeah, want to do this I whole, didn't like... need a
1: whole circus no. right <laughs> I didn't need that so I left that feeling like okay I'm gonna keep trying I'm gonna keep trying maybe it'll come maybe my milk's just really slow and so I went like a week later to like a uh, Milky Mamas or whatever that stupid like club a pod. is. Which is what they recommended. They didn't even recommend me to come back again, which kind of makes me mad. Yes. Say. So I went and no one prepares you for like these mom groups. It's not like all moms struggling. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a group for moms who breastfeed, which is great. But when you walk in there as a mom who isn't thriving mm-hmm. and you see these moms like with their boobs out and it feels like milk is just like. Flowing. spraying out of geysers and yeah. then you're over there like the sahara desert <laughs> i felt like so uncomfortable and it wasn't anybody's fault it was all me i fed her for so long you guys i was there for like 45 minutes and finally a nurse was like i think it's time to do her weight and it was literally zero. Zero. it's so frustrating nothing and that was the day i decided to be done and i think she was three and a half weeks old three weeks old three and a half weeks old And I pumped. I pumped because I felt like I needed to, like, drop pumps to dry up. I think I could have been done that day. I never felt, like, full. I never felt engorged. I never felt anything. My boobs just didn't cooperate. It's just... It's so weird.
0: It's so weird. And I would just be so interested to know why. Mm Because we've, like, we have went through this so many times and, like, troubleshot things. And, like... Like, I feel like we made mistakes along the way,
1: but I feel like a lot of people in those first few days make mistakes that would affect your milk supply right? but not that drastically. Right, yeah. You know, like maybe I could have tried a different flange size on my pump, surely that might have helped. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I could have, you know, put her to the breast more often right in those first few days. But like I just feel like in the grand scheme like I don't know that that would have remedied the situation. I I don't know. You never know. I don't know. But I do remember the day I decided to be done. I was like, I'm done. I'm fine with it. It got dark that night. And I got like the baby blues when it got dark. Same. Whenever it got dark, and it was February, guys. It was always dark.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So I was always fine with her having formula unless it was dark out, mm-hmm. and if it was dark out, like I would be like Tyler, I don't care. This is so dumb feed the babies mm-hmm. who cares and then 20 minutes later it'd be dark and he'd be mixing a formula bottle and I'd be sobbing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's like but honey remember what you said I'm like I know what I said
0: it's what is it, it does, sundowners sundowners hot, yeah I don't know if that's the official like term for postpartum but that's literally like I remember being postpartum and the one day going for a walk and like you watch the sun go down because mm-hmm. like you can see it when you're not it's not summertime you yes. can literally see it going down mm-hmm. and i remember just sobbing because yes. i was like the sun's
1: gonna go down <laughs> i think it's the unknown like <laughs> nighttime is so unbearable mm-hmm. sometimes with a newborn and you're so tired and it's mm. dark and there's just no hope you don't know what you're sun. doing it's dark and everybody else <sighs> in the world is sleeping no but so um we like weaned whatever and went to formula and she was so much happier and mommy was happier and yeah It truly was what was best for us. Um, Looking forward, and we've had this conversation, if we were to have another, I really struggle with like. Trying to decide to do it Would we just go to formula because for our family it worked really well and avoid the heartbreak piece of like Mm -hmm. trying and failing. That's not the right word, but trying and being unsuccessful again.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Or do you give it a go with the intention of like
0: it doesn't work? It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. So what do you, I guess, have to say to any moms listening that might have went through this, something similar, or that might go through this?
1: Well, the logical part of me, like the actual tips and tricks, like obviously take a breastfeeding class, get an IBCLC on board with you, create a relationship so you have people in your corner if like breastfeeding is your end goal, 100%. -hmm. But I also think people need to be open-minded like... Uh, so many people combo feed Mm -hmm. and I felt like it was like breast milk or formula for a long time Mm -hmm. like I didn't realize how many people do combo feed until their milk comes in or combo feed until baby's Mm -hmm. latch gets figured out I didn't know that that was an option Mm -hmm. so I kind of felt like when she had that bottle that first night like I kind of felt like a little tripped up even just from that like Mm -hmm. mentally Um, and the nipple shield situation um, but as far as, like, breastfeeding in general, like, it is not, like, breastfeeding or bust. It is not, like, you have to 100% breastfeed or nothing. Also, it's, like, if, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, take that off of your plate and off of your mind. Like, I did everything in my power to make it work. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not breastfeeding or bust. Like, my kid is great. She is thriving. She's three and nuts and crazy. I am still a phenomenal mom. Doesn't matter what was in her bottle Mm -hmm. or in, you know, in her belly. So that, um, but yes, get as many like people on your team as possible to support you. But also I think make sure whoever you put on your team is okay with like knowing when you're done.
0: Your decisions. Like
1: what you're done. Right. Because I was a much happier postpartum mom when I packed up my pump and I was done. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like a thousand pound weight was gone. Mm -hmm. And I could like, I enjoyed motherhood more when Mm -hmm. I was done with that,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which makes me sad because I was excited about that journey, but I don't feel like I missed out on anything either. Mm -hmm. So
0: yeah. Two sides of a coin. I love it. That's good advice. Yeah.
1: I feel like too, it just helps to hear someone like, if you want to just formula feed your baby, That's okay. Mm -hmm. Like I may stroll in if we have another one and just tell everybody, I'm going to formula feed because I want to. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. Mm
0: -hmm. Anything else you want to say before we make this a two-hour podcast? It's going to be a
1: two-hour podcast. I told you that. (laughs) Um, No, I will say too, like I feel like I had a very positive epidural experience and you don't always hear that. There was nothing that I took away from that where I was like, oh, I wish I didn't X Y Z. I feel like I didn't lose any magic of birth Mm -hmm. by being medicated. So if you want to medicate yourself, it will still be magical Mm -hmm. and phenomenal and you'll still feel like a superhero. Mm -hmm. Um, Get yourself some good like pre-education, whether that's like get a doula or whatever. Don't, don't skip that because you're going to want that. And then educate <laughs> yourself. That. Like get yourself to a place where you feel confident in making your own decisions.
0: Right. Because
1: like I said, I feel like I labored by myself for a while and I felt most comfortable doing that because I knew my own choices. Mm-hmm. So get yourself in that in that headspace. But
0: That's my favorite. To have education for your own decisions.
1: Yeah. Make your own decisions. Yeah.
0: You do you. Informed boo. consent.
1: Yes. Yeah. And don't give a crap what anybody says. No. I mean, like, take everything under advisement,
0: but you're <laughs> your own boss. When your husband tells you he ordered an epidural, don't give a crap.
1: And they be like, thank you. I will use it when I want
0: to. <laughs> and if you have butthole labor, it's okay.
1: Also, yeah, if you have butthole labor, call me. I'll but, talk to you all about it. We can yeah. be in a butthole labor And let's club.
0: figure out why.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just numb that butth- butthole right up. We'll be fine. All right, Beth. Oh, we need to, we cut need to it. wrap it up thanks been real it's been fun. thanks for coming it's probably your bedtime no 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 okay i got things to do see ya okay bye